Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I've had an interesting convergence of different people telling me the same thing over the last couple of weeks. And, or I'm just, You have spinach on your teeth. Or I'm just Is noticing it? it. It might be like when you're shopping for a certain kind of car and all of a sudden you see those cars everywhere. Hmm. There might not be more of them. It's just you're aware of them now. So maybe I'm, this is on my mind. So I'm hearing it more often, but from our agent, Eric, from my, uh, financial guy, Kelly, from, uh, divorce lawyer, from a bunch of different friends, different people have been telling me about this because I'm overwhelmed trying to keep up with a variety of things, doing the whole single parent thing and working. Man, that is, whoo, that is something. Oh, yeah. It is. Can't imagine. Hmm. But anyway. Um, opportunity costs and what you should spend your time on, what you shouldn't spend your time on. And then I came across this article last night. If you're not, um, like, follow the dispatch or a member of the dispatch, I think you're missing out on a great news site. They do all kinds of just de- daily news and stuff like this from this guy, Scott Lincecum, who's an economic guy. And he's particularly writing about economics. The headline being, why you should almost never wait in line. We pay too little attention to opportunity costs in our personal lives and in public policy. He turn, he gets it into public policy. And that which is fine, but I was mostly interested in my personal life for reasons I was just stating. I'll give you a little, I could read this whole thing because I find it really interesting. He said he became aware of the importance of time as a lawyer at a big time law firm and lawyers, everything is on six minute increments. That's if you've mm-hmm. ever hired a lawyer. It's, 
when they're reading your email, they get the clock going and you're paying and all that. But but um, you start to really become aware of time, I guess, if you live your life that way. And he mentions, I thought of this a couple of weeks ago during my regular Costco run when I noticed the literal traffic jam in the parking lot caused by antsy shoppers waiting in long lines, each at least 15 cars deep for the company's famously cheap gas. My decision to forego the line and pay a little more for gas across the street made for an easy joke on Twitter. He tweeted out, we've officially reached the point at which the long time sitting in the crazy Costco gas line, 15 to 20 minutes, is uh, greater than the savings, 20 cents a gallon, that the gas provides. He tweeted out. But then he thought about it more and thought about how true it is and, and how it relates to other points of his life. Opportunity cost is defined as the value of the best alternative for gone as a result of a purchase or a decision. And the Costco gas line provides a great example of how the principle works in our daily lives. And I, I actually, this one I do pretty well. I think about that all the time when I see all in line at the very, very long cost, gas, Costco gas line. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to spend an extra 20 to 30 minutes in line to save about $3. That's 20 cents per gallon times 15-gallon tank. Versus the no-line option across the street. Quickly doing the math, and no doubt extra motivated by the sighing nine-year-old in my back seat. I heard that. Which is worth <laughs> mentioning because it's their opportunity cost, too, if you have other people with you. Uh, I realized that it made far more sense for me to pay $3 than to waste dozens of precious weekend minutes to save it. How we each value our time, of course, can be pretty subjective, but there are some general rules of thumb. Most obviously, there's the value of your working time as determined by the market. Now, it changes depending on what you make, but going by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, total employee compensation averages $40, a little over $40 an hour in the most recent numbers. So that's a good average number. Maybe you're above that, maybe you're a little below that, but that's the average. Applying, that includes benefits and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Applying that standard to the example of the Costco line, we see that 20 to 30 minutes would be to the average worker worth a lot more than three bucks. But, and you've probably already jumped to the next part on this, since it wasn't in the middle of my workday, however, we must also consider the value of non-working time, which gets trickier. In the past, at least, it's not been very easy to turn spare time into money. So time outside one's normal job is basically given a value of zero. In other words, I don't make the $40 average by spending an hour differently on the weekend. And we all get that, right? It's not go to Costco or make my average money during the week. That doesn't work that way. Nobody's paying me to do that. But uh, this clearly isn't true, he says. If it were, you'd accept a second job at $1 an hour. After all, you're giving up leisure, time to relax, time to interact with your family, time to exercise, time to volunteer. Since most of us wouldn't take that deal, we obviously value our free time more than at least a dollar an hour or whatever you're going to put the number at. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. If if your free time was worth nothing, you would be doing something else to make money with it. But it obviously is worth something to you. Well, and I would point out that even if you did not have the opportunity to engage in some of those things you mentioned, you know, family, friends, volunteering, etc., uh, just recharging the batteries is is 100% necessary. The reason why this matters is that having a rough dollar value in mind of what your hours are worth helps you make smarter choices. If you value your leisure time at $30 an hour, then driving 15 minutes out of your way to save a few bucks in your dry cleaning probably isn't worth it. And he gets into all the caveats of it depends on, you know, how busy you are and what your income is and all kinds of different things. 
Quick word from Simply Safe. No matter what worries you, Simply Safe Home Security is there for you. What a great home security system. I mean, it's everything you expected out of the old style systems, but no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, no expensive install, just safety and security for your family. I think we can all picture a scenario when we would be glad to have Simply Safe protecting our home, and they do 24-7 professional monitoring. Agents really care about your well-being and will stay on the line with you until help arrives if you really end up in an emergency. And you can get all this for about a dollar a day and no long-term contract. That's amazing. Yep. Whatever concerns you, whether it's break-ins, burglaries, fire, flood, uh, medical emergency, Simply Safe is there for you. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today. You can claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with that fabulous interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Be sure to use our code SAVE, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Let me just expand this to a couple of other things that other people have told me. I was talking to my financial guy the other day, and I was talking to him about how overwhelmed I am with the amount of stuff that I have to do right now, trying to figure out how to do it all. And uh, and he, he said a lesson he learned from other smart, you know, successful business people was spending your hours on the things you really like or you're really good at and not on the things you either don't like or aren't good at mm-hmm. and how you will make more money that way. Um, you'll actually end up with more money that way. And that, that makes perfectly good sense to me. I could put more time into my job and, and possibly make more money than the, for a, a good, a good one yesterday. I spent like an hour and a half compiling, compiling how many hours the babysitters were there on what days. Cause I have to have the records for a variety of things like that. I spent like an hour and a half on that stupid freaking project. Oh. Now, uh, I could pay somebody, because I've had somebody offer to do this, like $20 an hour to have somebody do that for me. That would make way more sense if I can put that time into, you know, again, valuing your leisure time. What are you going to value your leisure time at? Or just putting it into work for my job, which does pay a lot more than $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, according to the business guy, I was talking about smart business people do that all the time. Spend your hours on the things you're really good at, not on the things you aren't good at. That makes really good sense. Yeah, I would agree completely. And I and most of us don't live our lives that way. I haven't. And there is a certain work ethic uh, that some people have that I have where I'm going to mow my own lawn. I'm not going to pay somebody to mow, mow my lawn. All right. But does that actually make sense in terms of, again, what it would cost to hire somebody to mow my lawn versus what I could make if I put that back into my work or what you value your leisure time at? Right, or again, the very the very thought of recharging your batteries, having some downtime so you can attack your uptime, if you will, with more energy and more conviction. It was really hard for me to give up doing my own yard work because it felt so, I don't know, like uh, upscale and decadent and right. lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Just because I've, of the way I grew up. Yeah, I've, I've not wanted to have people clean in my house because I don't want my kids to grow up in a, a world where somebody cleans your house. I just, I hate the idea of that. I hear you. On the other yeah. hand, if, 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 well, I should, I actually, I should be, do better of having my kids do these things. Maybe some of you are screaming that at the radio because I probably should be better at having my kids do some of these things. Although I don't think I can task a 10 year old with the compiling the babysitter numbers and filing them correctly well you're gonna have to lower your standards a little bit but uh anyway oh oh, this of course and and this is worth mentioning 
everything's a sliding scale. Jack actually did mention this. Depending on you know your financial you know well being, how much money you have, how much money you make, it's a sliding scale. Somebody once said to me, you know, there's a point in your life where you go from having more time than money to more money than time. And so you'll pay people to free up your time. When I was a 27, 29-year-old father of two babies, ain't nobody going to mow my lawn cheap enough for me to hire them because I had no money. So that was one good reason for me to do the lawn. So, of course, it's a sliding scale. Right, but on some of this, like the Costco gas example, you don't have to make very much money before... That doesn't make sense as a way to spend your time. If you're, if you're saving like three to five dollars for a half hour in line or the however far you're driving for dry cleaning because it's slightly cheaper or the grocery store that's across town because stuff is, you know, I need to, you need to, we all ought to figure out how much are we actually saving versus the time and figure out is that what you want to do? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but uh, his point is we regularly ignore that. Spend time on things I'm good at, not on things I either hate or I'm bad at. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Point of personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, Wall Street Journal with an article over the weekend. The Pentagon declassified a war game. And I think they did this on purpose as much for China as for anybody in the United States. With the scenario of, by the way, have you ever heard anybody talk about how accurate these war games are? I mean, most of these wars never occur. Do we have, I mean, are they within... Oh, right, so there's no way to compare the data to reality. Are they within 80% of accurate, or it's a coin flip of whether they get it right or not? I'd imagine it's like any modeling, garbage in, garbage out. I I don't know. Yeah, I suppose they try to be as good at it as they can because there's a lot on the line. Anyway, in this war game, China attempts to invade Taiwan and take it, and we come to Taiwan's defense, which isn't a given, by the way, that that would happen. But in this particular war game, that's what happens. And they concluded that China doesn't have the capability to take Taiwan, but that a conflict over the island would leave the U.S. military weakened for years. The Wall Street Journal reporting in the first three weeks after invading Taiwan, China sank two multi-billion dollar U.S. aircraft carriers, attacked American bases across Japan and on Guam. Imagine that. Wow. And and destroyed hundreds of advanced U.S. jet fighters. China's situation was, if anything, worse. It landed troops on Taiwan and seized the island's southern third, but its amphibious fleet was decimated by relentless U.S. and Japanese missile and submarine attacks, and it couldn't resupply its own forces. The capital, Taipei, was secure in Taiwanese hands, and Beijing was low on long-range ballistic missiles to counter America's potent air and maritime power. The headline being that uh, China couldn't take it, but it would be very bloody and costly on all sides, which I think is probably why the Pentagon released it. Say, hey, one, we don't think you can take it, and two, you're going to pay a heavy, heavy price. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And you know the Chinese communists are saying, yeah, but do you have the nerve? Which is a good question. Do we have we to do. Know? We'll spend the men. We'll spend the planes. We'll spend our ship. You're saying we, China. Yeah, yeah, in that scenario. Uh, yeah, although, again, the, what they get out of that is kind of unsatisfying, according to that uh, war game, to whatever extent, or, or uh, uh, I guess it's a uh, computer model. Or, yeah, but they... What do you call that? What do you, there's a word for that. Doesn't they, simulation? Yeah. 
Thank you. They think long term in a way, as listening to some strategists about this once, in a way that maybe we don't. And how would the, how would, so that plays out. China loses, basically. They lost that war. Um, but we lost a bunch of people, a bunch of stuff. So they try again in a couple of years. Are we still willing to do, you know, fight them off? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. And how it would look when we fight them off is pretty interesting. This is from Defense News. Uh, for clues about how a U.S. Navy of the future may look, consider the 2022 Rim of the Pacific exercise. There was a traditional flotilla of 38 ships and 170 aircraft operating around the Hawaiian Islands, but among the massive collection of equipment were MQ-9B Sea Guardian UAVs. I love those. That's your, your flying drones streaming live video and data feeds back to command centers ashore. Uh, smaller UAVs also flew, like the VBAT drone off the back of the U.S. Navy destroyer Michael Mansour, acting as a remote sensor for the ship. Nearby, a pair of large unmanned ships named Nomad and Ranger patrolled the waters while under the control of staff at the so-called Unmanned Operations Center in California. And in perhaps the most highly anticipated experiment of the exercise, the Sea Hunter and Sea Hawk medium unmanned surface vessels each teamed up with a destroyer to show off the power of manned slash unmanned teaming together at sea. And some of these unmanned uh, naval vessels, they look just like the manned stuff, and they're armed to the teeth, but we don't have to worry about, it to, you know, sacrificing sailors or what have you. So uh, I don't know any more than I learned from this article, but apparently the service has invested billions of dollars in unmanned development and prototyping with three more USV prototypes under construction, a dozen large UAVs uh, pending, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and they recently updated the nav- navigation plan strategic vision with an outline of a future fleet of about 375 manned ships and 150 unmanned vessels which as a ratio is pretty significant, along with unmanned aircraft to contribute to maritime domain awareness, submarine hunting missions, surface strike, and more. Interesting. Well, did you see the video of the latest robot that I tweeted out from Caltech, which I was just on their campus three days ago? I did not, sir. Um, this particular robot, it, it walks, which is, you know, the latest, greatest thing that robots do. Walks like a person, can't be knocked over. But I has, can walk. I'm not impressed. But, but has... Like drone fans on its back so it can walk and fly a little bit. So it walks along and then kind of, kind of can jump down and fly like Spider-Man or Superman or whatever. Like, and so it could be up on a building, walking along the top of a building, kind of leap down and fly and then land on the ground and run some more. And And kick you in the head, knock you unconscious and rip out your liver. (laughs) Well, that's a pretty good military guy right there that can kind of half run, half fly. You weaponize that thing. That's something. Wow. Wow. So you have an unmanned ship with like 500 of these things in the hold. They don't care. They're not uncomfortable. They, they don't even know what comfortable is. You don't need to feed them. And it could be a, doesn't matter how hot or cold it is. You hit the shore and they swarm out running, flying, kicking people in the face, ripping out livers. I mean, of course, that's the future. Of course, China's going to have their own version of that. So yeesh. My, Yeesh indeed. my son got terrified when he saw that video of that flying, walking robot thing. He said, we got to get them before they get us. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you tired of gulping down the lying filth of the mainstream media? Yeah, we are, too. We try to tell you the truth every single day. Gulping down lying filth. Wow. Nobody wants to sound dumb. Our goal is to help you not sound dumb. We'll inform you, and it'll be fun at the same time. You have to choose between entertainment and information. Combine them both with the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Four episodes available every day via the iHeartRadio app or wherever you download your podcasts. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Chewing in our summer depression. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I guess a couple of notes from the United States military, which I found very interesting. 
Uh, full disclosure, my uh, my family has had many members in the military uh, through the decades, and uh, my brother is an active duty officer. Um, but this uh, story in Defense News about how far has the U.S. Navy come since the McCain and Fitzgerald collisions, both of which were in uh, 2017, uh, 17 sailors died from two avoidable accidents. And it was terrible um, and and tragic and incredibly disturbing. Yeah, well, that, when two two boats just run into each other out in the middle of the ocean, that's a, that's a problem. Well, right. I mean, it wasn't. It was actually a fairly busy part of the ocean, but it's still it's the straits. I can't remember precisely where it was, but uh, by Singapore, I think, or something like that. But um, the particulars don't matter that much. But there's plenty of room to avoid the collisions. There's breakdowns in training and, and leadership and all sorts of stuff. Mm. But uh, they've done a serious investigation of what went wrong and what to do about it. And I'll just hit you with a couple of excerpts because it's pretty long. But uh, Defense News interviews uh, f- six officials with firsthand knowledge of the surface force then and now, uh, several of whom were involved in the investigation, various vice admirals, admirals, uh, 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 admirals of various ranks, a congressman who's the ranking member of the House Subcommittee on Sea Power and Projection Forces. I didn't know there was a subcommittee of that. Um, so folks in the know. Uh, and, and I thought it was interesting, keeping in mind this caveat, and I've heard this from active duty military people and those retired, the higher a soldier, sailor, marine rises, the less they're a soldier and the more they're a politician mm. or a bureaucrat. It's the nature of the job. But keeping that in mind, because the military is not uh, uh, immune to the, the problems that afflict bureaucracies. Sure. Not at all. Anyway, uh, Vice Admiral Roy Kitchener, I thought, said some interesting things. It's primarily about four things. Number one is operational tempo versus readiness generation. The two are in conflict and out of balance, and the balance tipped toward the operational demand. And he kind of explains that. But number two, we were underinvested in training as a community. Um, And he goes into some detail on that, which is pretty troubling. Uh, non-standard training across the force. That was further exacerbated by our can-do attitude. We can still do the mission. We can do it with less. We've done this before. And we didn't fully understand how to measure cumulative risk. And finally, fatigue management, which was non-existent. In other words, recognizing you got human beings involved here. You're understaffed. You're under-equipped. But you've got that gung-ho. Don't worry. We can do it. And at the point where a guy's on the bridge for the 20 second straight hour no he can't do it Mm. at least not very well uh there was no prioritization of fatigue management we had not made investments in it when you combine these four things i see the perfect storm investments in fatigue management yeah a little bureaucraties meaning uh we were working our people too long and they fell asleep uh here's another uh, retired (laughs) yeah no kidding it's a complicated way way of saying, yeah, I think we got people working such long shifts they can't do their job anymore. Investment? We didn't have enough investment in fatigue management. Right, right. 
Here's another uh, admiral, a retired fellow. Uh, Culture. Five years ago, the surface Navy lacked a positive defining culture. That's not strategy or values or operational concepts. Simply, culture is how an organization thinks and therefore acts. While can-do attitude was frequently cited as part of the surface Navy culture then and as a contributor to the collisions, can-do is actually the positive side of the coin. The other negative side is make-do. Mm. Every commander on the waterfront knew the challenges with manning, training, equipping the surface Navy. Navy. We routine, routinely swapped sailors, parts, and training. It was a well-documented, systemic part of our cultural norm. What hurt the most was how frequently we ripped apart a ship's training schedule to support another fleet's training requirement. Trying to do too much with too little. Part of it had to do with the sequestration, but there was just a culture of never saying, we can't operate with this little it's dangerous so right okay so now i get it that it's where a can-do attitude can be you know to your detriment so the culture is no you always you you always say yes i can pull this off because that's what everybody that's what that's the what the good forward-thinking energetic positive people do right but so you don't have anybody saying we ain't got enough this or that Right. Our guys haven't been trained in what you're asking us to do. Now you say, all right, we'll handle it. So yeah. I've, seen, I've we'll... seen that before. Um, uh, you know what? What's weird about this? It just uh, occurred to me. This might end up being such a blessing in disguise that we had this horrible breakdown and obviously some serious problems in our Navy. But it happened at peacetime rather than finding this out, you know, the day China invades Taiwan that were this right. diseased. That we found it out during peacetime and can correct it, maybe have corrected it. That that might be the best thing ever. Principal of my son's school has got an awesome beard. Saw it last night at back to school night. And uh man, if I could grow a beard like that, I would. Although, as we've mentioned, um I, I don't know any women that actually dig the beards that way. So it's it, it kind of guys like other guys' beards. But the women don't seem to like it that much. There is they some my beard. Oh and no. What? To eat it. Good lord. Um, so I'm sorry. How would you describe his beard, the uh, the schoolmaster? It was uh, it was like a Civil War Tolstoy sort of beard. Oh, yeah. yeah, awesome, just awesome. But virtually no woman on earth wants that, That's except biker chicks who from, apparently are fine with. From it. what I understand, yeah, yeah. And every time I grow a beard, which is the, every year, virtually. I'll let it get a little bit beefy, a little bit. Uh, I'm definitely a guy rocking a beard. And Judy will say, "When are you going to trim that thing?" I like it nice and nice and well trimmed and everything. I'm, I'm like, I'm going for ZZ Top over here, babe. Right. <laughs> she vetoes it, vetoes it. Anyway, there's more to be said about this study of the Navy and how those wrecks happen. But I think Jack, you've made an excellent point. Uh, uh, God rest the sailors' souls and and their family and their grief. Um, but it may have woken us up to stuff that really, really had to be dealt with. We'll post the link at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links if you want to read it yourself, if you have an interest in this sort of thing. Uh, it is, it is quite interesting. Uh, but onto the shocking idea of beards in the Air Force. I mean, everybody, <laughs> everybody knows the saying, uh, whiskers on chin will never win. Uh, you know, a uh, 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 weird beard is never feared. I mean, all these ancient military sayings. Um, the Department of the Air Force is discussing a pilot program that would allow airmen and guardians to grow beards. One of the most requested changes to uniform and grooming standards among service members. 
Now, I know for, oh, uh, this was years ago, and fashion changed quickly, but a few years back when my brother was doing security at our big air base in Saudi Arabia, I think, or Arab Emirates, one of those places, all of the Top Gun kind of pilots guys had mustaches. That was like practically a required part of your uniform if you were a Top Gun pilot to have a mustache. My brother Hilarious. said he always knew, there's the pilot. Yeah. With the mustache. <laughs> but so they apparently allowed that. Right, right. Actually, part of this, interestingly enough, is that uh, black fellas um, suffer often from painful ingrown hairs, shaving bumps, they're sometimes called, and that sort of thing. And a lot of the black guys are saying, look, if I have to shave every day, it's miserable. Mm. You got to you gotta let me not do that. I'm much more comfortable. And when was the last time a beard brought down a mission in a 21st century Air Force anyway? And so they're uh, they're taking a look at that. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know anything about it, but I'm certainly not off the top of my head coming up with any good reasons to not allow beards. The controversial pilot program, uh, they'd be allowed to grow facial hair as long as it's neat in appearance, shaped appropriately, and not faddish. Not faddish? Faddish, yeah. Like uh, part of a fad. Okay. I don't know what that would be. I don't know either. Those in the program would limit growth to one quarter of an inch. Oh, okay. Well, that ain't much of a beard. So that's a nice, tight beard. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can rock a quarter-inch beard, that's a good look. A lot of us, that'd be, it'd look too, like, thin and patchy. Hmm. you got to grow it out a little bit. It doesn't mention anything about uh, uh, Muslim fellas here that I'm aware of. Um, who are supposed to be rocking the beard. But, uh, you know, the, the, as we've... Mentioned many times. Oh my gosh, we need to take a break. Um, the military is not a jobs program. It's not a, uh, an opportunity for a bunch of groovy social experiments to test pro- progressive values. It's to defend the country and to be ready to whoop the hell out of anybody who messes with us. What is going to help us beat the Chinese when we inevitably go to war with them? What is he said. Having beards going to make it better or worse? That's the only thing that matters. And all the other questions are the same. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I represent science. You're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. I'm the bad guy to an entire subset of people because I represent something that is uncomfortable for them. It's called the truth. Please do let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. More on Dr. Fauci's departure in a moment. So I was surprised a little bit to see the National Review editorial board uh, in discussing the departure of uh, St. Fauci uh, start on a rather charitable note. They write, perhaps what's most frustrating about the final years of his career in government services, it didn't have to end this way. Fauci undoubtedly brought a great deal of intellect, dedication, compassion, hard-earned experience to his career. And uh, the controversies recently shouldn't obscure that. It's, it's, it's a gentlemanly, womanly uh, way to put it. But once the COVID-19 pandemic turned Fauci into a celebrity, complete with his own prayer candles, action figures, and associated merchandising, take a moment, take a moment to think about that. Dr. Fauci action figures? That's <sighs> just unbelievable. It was and he was one of the world's most sexiest men. Like I said yesterday, it would be defying human nature to be in charge of a department for that many years, worked with seven presidents, oversee that much money, be named sexiest man of the year, have action figures out there, and not right. lose your bearings. I mean, that defies right. human nature. And human nature never changes. That's why you have to design systems to keep it in check. Anyway, they write, uh, after, you know, uh, COVID turned him into a celebrity, it was as if his worst instincts were unchained. Fauci's public statements grew more strident and his dismissal of his critics became more argument. Uh, I'm sorry, more ar- arrogant. By November of 2021, Fauci uh, started contending that he had become the walking and talking embodiment of science as we uh, played you the but I represent montage, science montage of clips coming back. Uh, and he certainly faced some unhinged criticism, they write, but a lot of it was legitimate. One of Fauci's first pieces of advice during the pandemic was to discourage Americans from wearing masks. In a March 8th interview with 60 Minutes, which with, uh, if I'd thought of it, we would have dug up the clips, he said, there's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little better and might even block a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think it is. And often there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask, keep touching their face, etc. The problem isn't that Fauci changed his mind as masks became more widely available. It's that he never really addressed his previous declarations that they were ineffective. Declarations that apparently he didn't believe. Fauci didn't create the anti-masking sentiment in American life, but his quick reversals fed the suspicion that wearing masks was more about public perceptions than empirical evidence. No doubt. Yeah, undeniable. 
Those who were paying close attention noticed that Fauci kept shifting his assessment of the percentage needed to reach herd immunity from the virus. We talked about this yesterday. In uh, 2020, he admitted to the New York Times that he finessed his public statements based on what he felt the public was ready to hear. Oh, God, I hate that. I have hated that tone and attitude since I was like five years old. Yeah. Yeah, that condescension. Uh, in a telephone interview the next day, the New York Times writes, Fauci acknowledged that he had slowly but deliberately been moving the goalposts. He is uh, doing so, he said, partly based on new science and partly on his gut feeling that the country is finally ready to hear what he really thinks. Wow. This does not align with Fauci's much-celebrated reputation as a straight shooter. Huh. He's a, He and James Comey are from the, cut from the same cloth. Oh, well said. We yeah. know how to lead the public this direction or that. They're not, they're not ready for the truth. They need me. Now let me mount my enormous white horse and lead the fools. Fauci's email suggested he had a symbiotic relationship with adoring reporters. That's unquestionably true. He offered evasive answers, and they have a link to it, about U.S. taxpayer money financing gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He offered a full-throated defense of -of gain-of-function research, which looks a little different in the aftermath of a global pandemic that killed millions. Oh, yeah, he tried to obfuscate the fact that the U.S. taxpayers fed millions of dollars to this Peter Daszak character and his organization, which directly funded the Wuhan uh, Institute in their experiments. With Fauci, a discerning audience grew to doubt they were getting the full truth, as opposed to what he felt the country should hear at any given moment. Wait a few weeks, Fauci may well conclude that the country needed to hear a different message. And as Brendan Doherty laid out, also in National Review, quote, whatever Fauci's prior career achievements, he has shown in the COVID-19 pandemic that he is not the disinterested expert he claims to be. He survives in Washington, not just because he launders politics through science and has an affable demeanor, but because he's also a cutthroat in the media game. Mm. So Fauci, they conclude, Fauci wasn't single-handedly responsible for all the federal, state, and uh, government failings during the pandemic, but considering his gargantuan public reputation and ubiquitous media presence, he could have done more to point out that participating in a protest over George Floyd was no less or more dangerous than any other outdoor activity in the summer of 2020, or pushed for reopening public schools earlier, or rebuked stupid examples of pandemic Preparation theater, such as outdoor mask mandates, declarations that visiting the beach was a life-threatening risk, and the arrest of paddle boarders off the coast of Malibu. We heard altogether too much from Fauci during the last three years, which is partly his fault, partly that of our country's felt need for a scientist who can play the role of an oracle. When you hear from him next, let it be at a house hearing about reforming public health. One thing left out of there, I think, unless I missed it, is the Trump factor. He became the other side of the Trump argument. Right. So he became the anti-Trump. So uh, therefore, not just an oracle, but a saint. Let me tell you this tale. I was at the gas station yesterday getting gas. Actually, I was at the pump. I was actually uh, in my truck, which I I do all my local stuff in my gas-powered truck. I do my highway driving and my electric Tesla. That's where I'm living my life currently. But anyway, so I was filling up with gasoline, which is cheaper than it used to be, and I'm washing my windows and stuff. Anyway, so I... um. I ended up behind a vehicle at the stoplight that had some uh, interesting bumper stickers about being a falconer. It just kind of caught my eye. You don't don't see that many prof. He had a bumper sticker that said something like, my trained falcon is smarter than your honor student or something like that. (laughs) That's kind of fun. I have a friend who's a falconer, so it just, you know, flitted in and out of my head. Didn't think about it for a second. Then I end up at the gas station a couple of miles away. 
And that same vehicle is there, and the guy and the guy that, is, that was driving it is standing behind his vehicle, kind of with his hands on his hips, staring at me. Huh. And I just kind of glanced that way and thought, that's a little weird, and then just went back to filling up my truck or whatever. And then pretty soon he yells, Jack! <laughs> I thought, okay, he knows me. But if you're a minor celebrity, that's not uncommon for things like this to happen. Sure. Um, people recognize you, and they usually want to say, uh, hey, or I listen all the time, or would you call my wife, and whatever. You know, 99% of the time, it's lovely. 99. Yeah. Well, this, this was not, this was not unlovely, but it was odd. Jack! I said, hey, how you doing? He said, I work at the primate center. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're thinking, what did I say? What it was? Or, or, yeah. and I just, I just started walking toward him because I assumed it was going to be followed with, you know, some sort of I listen all the time or something like that. I said, that's all I can say. And he got in his car and drove off. <sighs> I have no idea. That's all I got. That's all I got for you. I don't know what. He works at the primates. That's all I can say. I started to walk toward him and he immediately put down his arms and got in his truck like. I was going to question wow. him or something. Wow, if this was the opening scene in a movie, I'd be yeah. like, oh, okay, this is pretty good. Yeah. I'm about to get abducted by falcons or primates or something. I don't know. <laughs> or, or, you know, gorillas wielding falcons. <laughs> anyway, just one of the odder things that's happened to me in recent memory. No idea oh, what it means. Aren't. Maybe it doesn't mean yeah. anything. If you work at the primate center and you know this guy, what's up? <laughs> Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah, or maybe he's trying to tell me something. Anyway. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.